Hello. Now we're here? Yeah, we're here. Okay. Um, well, listener, if you're noticing this sound is crisp and clear, it's because uh, Aaron Smith of A Very Christmas Movie Podcast Media uh, ordered us brand new XLRs. And I'm just, just all I'm hoping is that the constant crackle from Tanner's bike will be gone. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I am sad about that because I've been doing that intentionally. It's been paid uh, advertisement from Crackle. Oh. They've been paying me to crackle on pod. Um, but Erin, she got Christmas colors. So there's a red and a green XLR cable. And I was thinking. And a of, gold? Who does this belong to? <laughs> I don't get the gold one. Oh, just like what if there was another? We noticed there's <laughs> okay. another gold. So there's a red and I green. I guess gold is the sort of unofficial third Christmas color is what I you're saying? I think so, because we get Followed silver by and silver. gold. Yeah. Well, maybe silver's first. Silver and gold. No. De- gold is definitely number one. I think gold, because gold can if fit in If I'm giving someone with... a gold medal for Christmas, it's gold. <laughs> I'm not giving it silver if gold gold can go with green and red is yeah. why it's it's third i mean silver technically kind of does silver i want it more with a blue so with a blue silver can be alone well it's also silver like, of course can be with gold silver can go with yellow yellow and gold i don't think so silver and yellow no i'm just saying if yellow had to get in there <laughs> yeah. if yellow had to be a christmas color i suppose <laughs> what about orange um well in a stocking of course orange could go with gold Uh, no it can't i (laughs) but i wanted to say i like that santa picks a side in the red green which one's more christmas debate he is is fully red but his elves are all green yes so i'm thinking does he think that red is the like dominant color i actually think i think what it is is that the real Santa, not the Santa from the movies, but the yeah. real Santa is so big that to make their clothes every year, the elves have, there's another type of elf that makes the clothes. They buy exactly as much red and green fabric, mm-hmm. but Santa's so big that one Santa suit takes up as much fabric as the little suits for all the elves. Mm. So it's an equal amount of red and green, <laughs> but Santa's just so big and the elves so small. Okay, I like the idea that they have to do equal order. Well, they, not these. that they have to, but this is they, makes they, sense to them. <laughs> they're buying them both, nicer, and it's a sort of like I buy they, one get one. I think there's another. Situation. I think there's a whole. There's no, more elf types. I think there's a are, bogo going on. You think they're? Oh, you think it's bogo? I think it's a bogo. Um, huh. They're going to the fabric district. They are some I, weird. They're going. The elf is like, excuse me, how much is this red? No. And then the, a man's being like, like immediately like, it's it's five ninety nine a yard. If you buy it right now, I'll give you a deal. If you buy it right now, I'll give you four ninety nine a yard. Will you buy it right now? How much do you need? Like, he takes out scissors from his like waist and starts like unrolling the fabric. I already cut it, so you have to buy it now. No, no, I I just want I just want to know. Sorry, you've you've accidentally bought equal amounts red and green fabric. He accidentally bought all the red and green fabric yeah. in the store because the man was I, like, I'll give it to you $3.99 if you buy I, the whole roll. I, I cut off one yard. That's mine. You bought the rest. <laughs> I was thinking that in the fabric district, like, 
it's so hard to see anyone's inventory and like all they should do is when they get a roll cut a little strip of it and have those all like displayed <laughs> somewhere or yeah. like cut like a you know just a little square of that strip and put it in a little book so like karaoke you can like flip through i think it's, what you're gonna find is uh, not these these shops don't have extensive inventory systems, and I think that the the process of knowing I, I just truly, when they no longer have a fabric or like I cannot comprehend how anyone these these books are going like, to be out of date, and it's going to be worse than looking through the spools. Like it feels so like every time you go there, it's like there's I missed so much. There's no physical way to look at all the fabric there because it is these mountainous shelves piled with rolls like i uh -huh. feel like i'm an elf there i'm an elf in santa's and warehouse Aaron is, Aaron is talking about the fashion district in la uh -huh. it's a bunch of like stores the that, and the fabric part of it sorry the which is fabric like, i think ninth and wall i think it's called little fabric <laughs> is part of town mm -hmm. um and these stores are just really crammed full of what I saw to be mostly, I was surprised by the amount of upright spools of fabric. The fabrics just seem to be yes, on a big spool all, and then leaned against the wall. They're all just big reams of fabric leaned I, against sometimes just a, like a hoarder pile of fabric. <laughs> and then you go into the store and this person's like, oh, are you interested in anything? And it's just, you want to like be screaming. Like, how could I be? How could I see any of this? Like one time I wanted to look at a fabric and this old, they're all old men running these stores. And this old man like was like, okay, I'll get it for you. And he like had to climb on top of this mountain of rolls <laughs> of fabric. And he was using like a yardstick. To try to like knock this fabric, and then it's like I really didn't want it when I, <laughs> and I ended up having to say I didn't want it. But it's like if your store had shelves, yeah, I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't have to feel bad about asking to look at any of the products that you sell. Yes, that's not, that's not like part of the customer shopkeeper interaction. Is that like, mm -mm, it's not the same as trying too many flavors at Baskin Robbins. It's no, like, I, I should am, be able, like, I should be able to do this myself. Honestly, it's like if you in have to order to see what flavors they had at Baskin Robbins, you had to ask them to go take each one out of the freezer. <laughs> and and to climb a pile of ice yes. cream. It's like, it really it makes you appreciate a place like Joanne's. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's, I think that's all way too much trouble for the elves. And that's why I think there's little elves climbing on cactuses collecting those little bugs that when you squish them <laughs> yeah. red dye comes out uh -huh. i think they got they're farming those or maybe okay. they go on a little like expedition to collect some every year and what's the green from um like i assume a plant yeah maybe just you could just use a cactus for that I don't maybe know. it's from throw up ew it's from boogers ew mom <laughs> Mom, mom, you're too gross. My mom's too gross. Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanner. And we're married. And this is A, a Very Christmas, Christmas Movie Podcast. Today, we are talking about the 2021 Lifetime original movie, 
saying yes to Christmas. Oh, yeah. Following in the tradition of yes man and yes day comes sa- saying, saying yes, yes to, to Christmas. Christmas. I love a a movie title that has one of the words that like in fourth grade was on a can't use too generic list. <laughs> saying? Yes. I mm. believe that an like a yeah. teacher was like, you cannot use move, say, did, run, walk. And it's like this actually, you know what? Th- you're starting to take away some specific yeah. ones here. And I'm like, I think said actually is a perfectly good word to use because maybe sometimes what needs to take the spotlight in the sentence is not the verb used to convey mm-hmm. the fact that someone was saying something, but perhaps what they said. It must be said. Sometimes said must be said. <laughs> um, so this movie, it's yesterday. But I actually agree with your teacher in this. I think saying yes. here is really weird. That it's saying yes to Christmas, yes. not like well, that's, say yes to Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's a frequent Christmas? phrase they Question say mark? in yes. this. And Sorry. I got to say, I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah. I feel like I was genuinely just enjoying it almost. Yeah, I think, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was, I too was just watching it somewhat. Yeah. So we begin, as we always begin, we get that stock footage in there. Mm -hmm. And then we have a small caps font on top. A real, no good font choices are ever to be found in no. a which is weird because it's like if they just even chose Ariel or Helvetica, Helvetica. it would it's look so font. much better. Do you have to pay to use Helvetica? I don't think so. I mean, a lot of fonts like Adobe, if they edited with like Premiere, they have like like I don't know. I don't no. I mean the license is not gonna be that much. You're, for a font. You're a real font of information. <laughs> comes to fonts. Um, so then we have a shot of uh, Central Park. We have a shot of some ice skaters. Did we decide it was Central Park? Yeah. Well, okay. and I know this because I looked up what the stock oh, footage okay. is. <laughs> and Which I did this because... Well, I did this because those two shots are followed by one of the ugliest stock <laughs> footage shots I've ever seen. And this was very hard to find, even though they listed at the end of the credits which Pond5 users they bought this, they got the stock footage from. This one was very hard to find because the shot is you see it is not well composed. No. Approximately, approximately the middle of the shot, you see three quarters of like a bare tree. Yeah, the with tree with no leaves. A it's tree Christmas with no time. leaves, but you see about three quarters of the tree. You don't. Yeah. You see a very uncomfortable amount of the tree, and hanging from its branches are shiny gold or okay. red wrapped presents. Okay, interesting. Sounds like red and gold are one <laughs> yeah, of two. Yeah, sounds like no green to be found yeah. in this one. And <laughs> yeah, then, even the leaves fell yeah. off. Yeah, and then on the bi- on this building. There, we see part of the door, and then there's a big red bow on it. The door is sort of cut off. 
and the building behind the tree that we can see is red. Bo's not on a wreath, at least? No. It okay. is. It looks as though the building is a gift. <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody woke up, and instead of the, a car in the driveway, it was Their dad bought building. them an apartment building. Um, so you can I was be a trying, landlord. <laughs> I was trying to find what this shot was. And so what do you think you would... I ha- had all the users that they came from, so I could just search within their libraries. Okay. And most of them like were even like on the front page or it was like, mm. oh, this person does a bunch of drone stuff. They probably but did. tree is useless as a search term because, because of Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Okay. So I was trying just... I first did like Present presents or... or gifts to see if these people had any Christmas stuff. And it was only like two of them had Christmas stuff. Okay. So then... I'm trying like Christmas decoration, building. Yeah. <laughs> red. I tried like red bow. Of you course, tried I tried. No, I tried because it wasn't. It Street? seemed like that wouldn't be what was tagged. Sidewalk. Ooh, sidewalk. And what ended up finding the picture tree did not help. Christmas presents in tree, etc. <laughs> was red building Christmas. <laughs> Is how I found it. Red. Now there's now there's a Christmas movie title I could get behind. And what the building? What was the clip called? The clip is called "Beautiful Christmas Decor of Exterior of Store in City." Period. Snow falling. By Andre Oleksienko. Yeah, I would have never put exterior in that search. I tried exterior. I tried outside, but I and I would try. How much is it? It's $79 for HD plus the $299 um, premium license. Mm. And the one of Central Park, $69 HD plus $299. And the Ice Skater, $79 plus $299. So total for this little opening sequence, we get $1,124 for the stock footage. Which, if you factor in if they had actually hired people to shoot this stuff and the yeah. Ice Skaters, that's a pretty good deal. I, so I guess I don't understand why they would choose that one though i do not because it's like that is one of the ugliest stock footage shots i've ever seen it's not any cheaper than any others i was like oh it must be they accidentally zoomed it in or something no that was what the shot is the shot longer no (laughs) (laughs) they used like pretty much the full shots of these the ones in the opening credits because they're like these are ones where somebody like goes out in films for an hour but they break it up into like little like 15 second chunks to mm-hmm. sell so there's like the one of central park they have like every time they did a camera move that's a different one you can uh purchase okay, so let's get in there though so- we we're in new york city transition from the ugly stock footage shot to an extreme close-up <laughs> of some book covers oh yeah and we lovingly these are these are some lovingly shot footage of these book covers lovingly um very close these these whoever was shooting of a children's book (laughs) whoever shot these this coverage in this uh for this movie was refusing to give context to a lot of the shots they're like you know what you want you want to get right up in there you want just one book to fill the screen you want to read all the covers we see that there are a bunch of children's books written by Sally Wells. Sally Wells. And there's a couple by someone else. By Sam Wright. Yeah. Now, when we were first watching this. Who has the same I, initials as Sally Wells. I said, 
Oh, like I meant, said somehow that they're by the same person, and you <laughs> jumped on me like I was so stupid, as though they were all. I'm like, Aaron, there's only two authors here. Well, I just was truly blown away. You were too busy looking at the fur coat. No, uh, that they actually got people to draw art for all these books. <laughs> like, and the art is passable. Like, I didn't love it, but we've seen a lot worse art in movies. Like, I've in, seen just a lot less, a lot worse art. In, yeah, it's around. Well, like in Werewolves Within, that movie, mm-hmm. there was supposed to be a like painting on the wall that like showed the history of werewolves, but they just had like a line drawing like <laughs> on printer paper. Like that's the kind of thing I was expecting from mm. a Christmas movie. Was like a. Yeah. Yeah, a sketch like someone's yeah. daughter. You wanted, did. To, yeah, you wanted to. You thought it would look like uh, two funny stories, which of course <laughs> is a book I wrote. It's about the two stories are Hello Jello and Pizza Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello Jello is a sort of. It's presented as nonfiction about a Jello planet, and then Pizza Man. Sort of an encyclopedia as format. Yeah, there's a glossary in the back. Yeah, which I enjoy that. You know, yeah. for sci-fi, sometimes it's like, all I want is the world-building yes. part. You might as well just give me a list of, like, <laughs> the customs you came up with. I don't need to see a whole movie about it. You know, I didn't have enough... I didn't think enough about the Jello people's lives. I thought most yeah. of the, mostly about how they would work Yeah, you have the as, like, a military force. I feel like I okay. focused too much on... Their attack, yeah, how scary the Jello people are in their big planet. Yeah, you didn't really delve into the humanity yeah. or the culture. I think there is a baby, though. I think I draw a Jello baby in there. <laughs> I just had a thought, which is how I was describing I would be interested in seeing something sci fi. Like, if Wes Anderson made sci fi or yeah. something where he's actually inventing cultures we are not gonna we are not gonna start talking about Anderson. but like that would be interesting and feel valid to just have your valid. film valid you say yes yes well so then so the yes yeah, so we see table. some children's books and then we're at a table we see a stack of books conveniently all of the books except for the one by sally wells are upside down not sure yeah none of them have book covers mm-hmm. because if you with books you can show books in the background, like if they're being used as intended and then it's cleared, you don't have to pay for it. But if people touch books, they become a prop. So then you would have to like pay for the rights for that. Yeah. So we're not going to have her handle um, any books not fabricated by this right. talented niece of the director. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is our protagonist, June. And there is a little girl sitting at the table next to her. And the girl is reading a book. June is also reading a book. Yeah, this is a bookstore. This is a bookstore. And they are just store. sitting there like it's a library reading books. And they are at a, this is like a like child height table. Yeah. And they are acting like they are like at a coffee, like a full it's coffee shop. It's really weird shop. that she just starts talking to this child. She's just sharing. She's sh- like in a, this is like the co-working space of her and this child. Yes. And then she asks the child if she's read Elf for Hire. Um, and suddenly the music got, the music overall, I don't know what it was feeling in this movie because here it suddenly 
became like we're it's the beginning of like unraveling a mystery was sort of what the music started yeah. to sound like and i was like the music appeared a few times yeah and i was like okay this child this has to be like her daughter or someone she knows no. like i made a joke if she's just sitting next to a random child and it turns out she was <laughs> just a child who commuted to this bookstore yeah, to i think the child has parents but <laughs> what why are the parents just like this bookstore They're is like a one-room bookstore. Okay. This, it is not crazy that this child would be sitting there I in the bookstore. I guess that's not. What is un- unusual is <laughs> this adult woman sitting there and then proclaiming that she's there reading these books because that's her job. And I say, what job is this? That yes, is, I think she you works. Don't, that you don't buy these books or get these yes. books for free. Yes, you do not. Well, then we learn in the next scene, we cut to another table. I don't know if it's also at this bookstore. I It might be at like a coffee shop or restaurant, but well, it might be a coffee shop because on the table, there's a big white coffee cup and there's also a potted plant <laughs> in a big white pot, the same size as the coffee cup. Um, so it seems like it could be a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I was worried that one of them would accidentally drink out of the potted plant instead of the coffee cup. And wouldn't that be embarrassing? I, I got to tell you, I don't know this scene. This is I when feel like she goes to talk meeting, to her boss next. No, she's meeting with the author, Anya. Oh, who right. Has written You're right. This does exist. A book about doing Christmas a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> and her and Anya like relate on June is. It's a book about Christmas called like. It's Navidad or something, right? Yeah. I wrote it down later. Yeah. On. And her her point is like, June, it's Christmas in a place that wouldn't have snow. And yes. this is going to be too This becomes much. a big point. It's a big problem. But like, I, I agree this, I, you know, the art was a little ugly. This is <laughs> fine. I'm like, to me, it's so neutral. The idea that a book like this would exist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand like well, i do get that there are people who would be ang- like warriors against having any stain on their perfect white snow anglicized america you know anglo-american right. christmas um but she then tells this lady yeah. that she's doing- it does start with her being like i love this this is so good this is really important i love it so much and then the lady says like so do you think I could be represented at your book company? And then the music shifts back into mystery mode. <laughs> it becomes like so it becomes like so sad. Yeah. Too. And the our protagonist is all, her face just drops and she's like, <laughs> no, she says hard pass. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. This is yes. your are you fucking crazy? There's no well, then way. The lady's like, then why did you meet with me? <laughs> And she says, because I love it. Yeah. And, and I think it's rude of her. Yes. To have been, it's definitely rude of her to have been so, like, positive for so long in the meeting, get this woman's hopes up. Yeah. I think it's mean. Yeah. Well, she also, her note she gives the lady is that you need to strengthen, my only note, you need to strengthen the main character, which sounds like a big note to be she's like you need to strengthen the main character and give them a story arc i'm like that sounds what? like you need to rewrite the whole book yeah. um and but, the yeah so she can't do that 
she can't publish this lady's book. So, and we learned that she works at like a big, the biggest children's children's book publishing. Uh, the one from Younger. <laughs> they work at. She works at the children's imprint from Younger. Yeah. Um, and then you know I haven't seen the book publishing guy on TikTok lately. Oh well, maybe he's taking a like a holiday break. I wonder if he's seen the movie. <laughs> I wonder if he's seen Younger. Hmm. Um, so then we cut to an extreme close up of a telephone because we gotta we gotta see the phone first, then learn that we're in uh June's office. She answers the phone for her boss, Shannon Snyder. And this was confusing because I was like, is she an assistant or is she a That's covered book? later. But she that does is covered. Ass- she does assistant stuff for her boss, even though she's an associate editor. Yeah. Well, I'm I liked that they this became a plot point because it just felt like bad writing, you know, of mm-hmm. just like being like, what would she do? Office stuff. Get her boss yeah. like a coffee and answer her phone. Um, so she goes to talk to her boss about the Christmas book and her boss does not like it. Her boss is so (laughs) mean. This woman is too much. (laughs) She, She, it'll be like, I think that this character, we don't do niche books. Yes. It's not a Christmas book without snow. What are you even bringing? You know what? I'm going to leave for the day. I need you. <laughs> Everyone who submitted, tell them they're all fired. And it's she, like, no, did you look at them? Reject Rejected. all submissions today. She's like, I don't want my inbox crowded before the holiday. Yeah, what? Reject all the submissions. <laughs> but then later we see that on What about Christmas- my submission? A snow time Christmas. <laughs> yeah. What if there's ones that meet your criteria for non-niche luckily snowy books luckily there's not yeah that's true everybody's just trying we to... see a we see a fun montage of this our main character calling up all these authors telling them how much she loves their book and then saying but it's a pass yes being like this is a perfect niche book yeah. perfect niche children's book um and she, we also see that she took a picture of the... Oh, the book is called Wake Up. It's Navidad. Okay. She does a Instagram post of it with hashtag representation matters. And I'm like, is that allowed? This is someone's unpublished book that she was given to like potentially work with them. I don't think you can post it on Instagram. You're definitely not supposed to. Yeah. I don't know... How much uh, trouble she could get into. She gets in no trouble. No, that's just not warn what this you guys. About. I think she deserves to. This isn't about someone getting canceled over their social media posts. She's later... We've yet to see that in a Christmas movie. Mm, that's that's a good... That would be... I, that's ripe for a Christmas yeah. movie. <laughs> Somebody getting canceled. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Um, But she like later is like, I'm going to represent this lady. If I was that lady, I would be like, no, you're... You met with me, told me no, and then posted my artwork without yeah. my consent. No, I do not want to go out with you as a like have you be my independent editor. Yeah. Um I guess I'm, the boss at this point also tells her that she has to go back to her hometown for Christmas. No, that's actually first she has she goes to a bar. Okay. And her fr- she meets with a friend yeah. who who she, is just wearing a headband. She's wearing like 
a green shirt no, and a headband. Gray? It's green with like a white collar. I thought it was gray with a white collar. No. Okay. And a headband. And then June is like what? So taken aback by this outfit. What are you wearing? What is wrong is with cr- you? This is a crazy costume. And the, <laughs> the nerd friend is like, I'm an elf. Well, and then only later did I understand she's going to like a Santa crawl. Santa has a shirt just like this one, except it's a thousand <laughs> times bigger. Um, And well, and then June orders a, mo- a mojito and her friend orders a Moscow mule and then immediately looks at her phone and says, oh, oops, I got to go. Are yeah. you sure you don't want to come with me? No, I got to go home. Yeah. Okay, well, have my drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the mojito, instead of like mint, it seemed to have, I don't know, a sprig of something else. Well, and we definitely had the chance to inspect it because they gave us an extreme close-up yeah. of the mojito being We served. did. Well, they showed it to me and then I say... Is that mint? Is it mint within mojito? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll never know. And then, you know, 10 seconds later, they're back to it. <laughs> you wanted and, to see this, Tanner? Mm-hmm. It's like I had a professor yeah. in college who, when we watched this movie called Queen Christina, um, which was like from like 1930, um, and the main actress in it, I don't remember her name right now. He like thought she was really beautiful and like paused the movie on or like just in one of his like lectures had like the frame of like an, a, a close up of her face and then went up to the screen and like caressed it. <laughs> so imagine the professor doing this to the shot of the mojito. <laughs> I don't think the story makes any sense connected to the mojito. I'm just thinking of when I see a sort of extreme close up. I think of that. Okay. Of him being like, oh, her beauty. Um, and She didn't close out, though. I don't no, think. The so, friend did not. Yeah. Did the friend already? Maybe she paid with cash. No. We saw them order and get their drinks and no tender was. That sucks. I don't want to pay for her drink. She, Her friend comes, orders a drink. I don't want this. You have to pay for it and sit here alone at this bar. Yeah. That drink a mojito su- and a Moscow Mule. Why can't the friend be like 10 minutes late to whatever this thing is? The Santa crawl? Yeah. Her is, friend's going to a Santa crawl. Is Santa crawl where they crawl around to different bars? I don't. I assume they're crawling around. Yeah. Is Santa crawl where Santa, <laughs> it's like Santa babies? It's like, no, it's, I, I don't know what Santa babies is, but I don't think it's like it. Okay. Just if Santa was a baby. Okay. He'd be crawling around. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So then we're back. But she can't go to the Santa Claus because she's to to work. She's to work. But really, she's just like, I'm going to go home, which I'm like, I don't know. What do you is she working all night? I don't know. But Yeah, she's just to work. She has to work in the morning. She goes to work. It's the next day. She's talking to her mom on the phone. Her boss then comes over and she seems like stressed that her boss will like see that she's talking to her family. So she says goodbye to her mom. And then the boss does ask, is that your parents? Which, that would freaking stress me out. Yeah. I, I remember once at a job, a, like, one of the, ed- the editor, like, there was a main editor and another editor, and then I was the assistant editor. And, like, the other editor, like, came into the office without really, like, knocking. And I had been, like, reading a script my friend <laughs> wrote for a, a spank at UCB. And... 
then he's like, mm, hmm, reading a screenplay, huh? And I was so embarrassed that I was just like, oh, yeah, my friend sent this maybe for like me to be in. Um, yeah. And it's like, I'm allowed to read a script during work. I feel like. What? You're not supposed to. I know I'm not supposed to, but it's like, I don't know. Shouldn't you be able to do a little bit of other stuff while at work? I mean, yes. And not feel so petrified that your boss will see that you're talking to your mom? Like, if your friend emails you a script, are you allowed to click it? And I think about that moment all the time of like, oh, I wish he hadn't caught me. Because it's like, I was a good worker. He just happened to send this to me, you know? I wasn't always doing this, and this was the only time he caught me. It was like, this is the only time I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't we click it during lunch, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't really have a clear lunch. That's true. So, then... Clear the lunch? Th- what do you mean? Bowl of water? <laughs> um, That does remind me of in the book the invisible man that then the chevy chase movie is based on which i've not seen the movie but i did read the book because my mom owned it uh-huh. the invisible man realizes that when he eats he you can see the contents of his stomach mm. so he's like i started eating clear foods <laughs> like glass noodles and broth yeah i mean i think i'd still see the like sort of haze of the yeah, broth i think that yeah. would be and the glass noodles. Glass noodles, maybe, but are you maybe. eating, are they unseasoned? I guess so. Well, he, he, he would stay in a lot. Sounds good. He also noodles. could like bundle up, you know, classic Invisible Man type stuff. Bundle up. Like put on a coat, gloves. Well, yeah, then scarf. he has to look like, yeah. Yeah. For ho- we went, he started dating a lady and then on Halloween he went as a mummy. <laughs> um... So then her boss asks if those are her parents and June is like, don't worry. They already know I'm working through the holidays. And then the boss asks her if she's from Corn Cornbrook because it turns out Sally Wells is visiting yeah. there. I don't know how the boss knows this. <laughs> no, it's unclear. Does she have like a PI following this, around? I got to tell you. I got to tell you how she knows this is a lot like some food. The invisible man would stay away from unclear. <laughs> um, and she June is told that if she can sign Sally Wells, get a contract with her, she can finally become an editor. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So June actually does get to go home for the holidays then we have a drone shot of a car this one is called suv car driving on a winter country road among snowy forest by dima ballon films it's actually only 60 dollars for hd plus 2.99 it's cheaper than our other shots mm-hmm. um she's gets to her parents house in the family room she hugs her mom who has some giant puff sleeved outfit um, yeah. <laughs> that also has five flowers on it five flowers it's like the mom's clothes no this is is five flowers in your notes yeah why did you write down five flowers <laughs> i thought they were buttons at first and then i saw that they are five fake flowers uh, maybe, sewn the, into maybe the, shirt. the solution is i'm gonna go through the notes and delete <gasps> stuff 
that I, might be a good idea. Yeah. But if the viewers need to know the mom is they five don't need to know about the five flowers. The mom's fashion like always was almost uh, like I'd see part of it in a shot and I'd be like, oh, that's a nice shirt. And then we'd like cut to a wide and it'd be like, what is Wait, going what the on? Heck? This shirt has puffy shoulders and five flowers. <laughs> Well, that's just a lot of flowers. It's not. It's not a lot. One is a lot. Well, because okay. they weren't like printed. They were like physical objects protruding from the shirt. Like an embossed business card or like if you glued a Like if you flower. glued a cloth flower onto a shirt. Probably sew it on. Okay. That's sort of embossed. That's what I mean by like. It's like it's no, not like a foreign petals, object. The petals stuck up. This is a weird shirt. And the mom is like, this is my casual December 22nd daytime. Well, who knows what time of day it was. This movie doesn't really. Oh, boy. It doesn't care about that. It'll set up because the movie asserts that her days are like so busy. And then we'll see her in what seems to be the morning. We'll see her do one, have Mm -hmm. one conversation with a dad. And then it's bedtime. (laughs) Um. Okay, so what's our Santa ratings? Ah, no way. So then we she goes to June goes to her bedroom where her uh And her bedroom I would say looks like it was staged by a realtor to be a guest bedroom. Yes. But it is clearly her childhood bedroom. Yes, it is supposed to be her childhood bedroom, but her parents bought everything at What's the one that's not Crate and Barrel? Pier, Pier, Pier One. Pier one. <laughs> um, but to, also... They went to Tuesday morning. Yes. Instead of a nightstand, she has a, like... I don't even know what you call this thing. A little circular a table. A little tiny silver plastic circular table. <laughs> that's got, like, a thing with little fake grapes in it or something. Just yeah. imagining going to... As a teen, you see what you go to one of your friends' house. <laughs> that is and in that's her their room. Their bedroom is they have like some fake fruit. <laughs> I'm like, this looks like a like set dressing in a high school play. Like yeah. it almost feels like a detail. We just gotta of... put anything on this table, but <laughs> we assume that it's her no, bedroom. No, the table too. Yes, that's true. This is the only table we have. Um, like truly, this was just some junk that was like at the studio they yeah. shot at or something but she does pull down a copy of uh, elf for hire yeah, so we know that it is her childhood bedroom because but as we all remember <laughs> as we all know in our bedrooms growing up all through high school we kept children's books just yes, on the wall next to her bed is it's not even a bookshelf it is like a it's like a magazine rack that would be on the back of, of a, a door? end table Okay, yes. Well, it's like a shoe rack for books. For books, yeah. Um, But she loves books. It's not that she thinks books are bad and should be down with, stepped on with by shoes, get dirty. It's no, no. it's like she's a sneakerhead. Yes. She's like some sort of new thing that's she's like, like a sneakerhead for bookhead. Yeah. She's like Turtle from Entourage. If Turtle if was turtle, book like and loved book. them. He yeah. loved a book. If instead of a turtle, he was an owl. I wonder if Tur- Turtle's ever tried a book. Maybe he'd love it. Mm, that's a that's an Entourage episode. Turtle gets smart. Uh-huh. Um, Turtle drinks a potion. <laughs> Turtle gets a Christmas uh, curse put on I him. I think 
I think that if a show like Entourage makes it to like season seven, they There's owe magic. us a season with magic premises. Okay, this is how he drinks it is Vince has started getting, no, um, <laughs> Johnny Drama is okay, getting good. into like health foods more and he yeah. already kind of is. Yeah, John, he's, Vince wouldn't. He's making them, yeah, Vince would not. Vince is like, uh, no thanks. Um, he's making them drink kombucha. Okay. and But it's like home-brewed kombucha right. or um, home-brewed he bought from somewhere in all these jugs and yeah. then turtle um then vince Ugh, you can't drink that i'm trying to do a johnny drama <laughs> you can't, you can't, i don't have it <laughs> then vince is given a potion by ari to try to make him be better for a role okay and then turtle sees it on the counter and drinks it and he's like is this one of those kombuchas? Pretty weird, man. I feel like he, he calls them like kombuts or something. Is this one of these kombuts, Johnny D? Yeah, yeah, Johnny D. And then Vince is like Where'd on the phone with Ari. Go? He's like, I won't do it, yes. man. No, I think he's saying, Ari, I took the potion. Yes, I already okay, took it. Okay, so he just drinks a kombucha and thinks it's the potion? No, he's just lying to he's Ari. He's just lying, okay. You know, he's you know, like if he was saying, Ari, that he like read a script or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I read it. I already drank the, the potion. And the potion is supposed to make him smarter. And he turns around and, and sees the potion is gone. Is it that, I think that... Turtle, turtle is already... Reading two textbooks at once and does like a and a, like a bubble the sh the color of the potion comes out. <laughs> well, he's reading just like all the stuff they have around the house, which is which the is only magazine like cookbooks. manuals for various yeah manuals, and then and all the scripts that Vince has been supposed to be okay. reading. And then Turtle suddenly has like opinions on all the scripts. He's like, hey, which I think Vince. already happened. I think there is an Entourage episode where. Turtle, Turtle reads a smart. script and has notes. No, I don't yeah. think there's an already episode where he gets smart. <laughs> okay, what else happens during this season? Of and then at Johnny Drama's like, hey, you didn't yeah. drink my kombucha at some point. Mm -hmm. Does he learn he took the potion? I don't know. I don't know. I'm done with this. Okay. <laughs> I so no, I think the, that there's another episode where Vince's co-star is an alien. Mm. Yeah. Vince goes okay, but it, but the alien is attracted to Vince, or Vince is attracted to the alien. I think obviously they are attracted to each other mm -hmm. and have sex, but I don't. That's not the point of the episode. Is about like we think she's an alien, and then we're like, I think she really is an alien, and then maybe she takes Vince to her planet. <laughs> To see that would it be it would be they Vince. shoot on they shoot on her planet because it's mm -hmm. cheaper it's a sci-fi <laughs> that okay. she wrote and okay then she wrote it she wrote it to be on her planet because she thought you know what i could make a okay maybe she's so the good. maybe she's the director she and can't be the star also well the star is You're dressed right. to look like her with makeup and he's like the director like already looks like the alien Okay. You, but I think that the director might <laughs> actually be like, hitting on maybe E. Maybe it's very much an alien, too. Yes. I think they're hitting on E, not Vince. Or Johnny Drama. Who's I just, they? The alien director. I feel like Vince is always getting up with... getting. It's up. true. He's always getting down with his co-stars. That's true. But what about a director? Yeah. That's more E speed. Some um, sort of older, you know... So we got Potion, we got Alien. <laughs> What's the Robot. Other? 
definitely robot. Johnny Drama. They like buy a robot butler. Okay. And Johnny Drama is so now, this pissed. This might happen. This yes. might be a real premise. Yes. Of He's Johnny so Drama pissed. And he, no, Vince gets it okay. as like a gift or something. Oh, and then Johnny Drama's pissed yeah. that it can, he's like, I can do, I can do it as good as that. Yeah. But then midway through the episode, he starts appreciating the robot and then they become buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he starts trying to hang out with it and like, they're hanging out by the pool, like drinking <laughs> beers, <laughs> and then the robot falls in the pool and breaks. That one's too sad. Sorry. Okay, is that all the things? Robot. Po- potion is magic, but is it witch? Do we need potion witch? is witch magic? Ooh. Are we missing anything else? I guess like the devil. Okay, obviously. The devil. I guess Ari dies and goes to hell. Okay. And he, Ooh, um, alternate universe episode. Yeah. Now, here's something. I've been thinking about this as a premise. <laughs> is this something? Is that the devil... Now, is this something? The devil is... He is weary, okay? He's truly evil and what he's... the like. But being, he's weary? He's weary. He's tired. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that even... No matter how evil one of his, like minions or lesser demons are if they for even one second were being like the devil like it was on them all all this evil they it would drive them so crazy that they would develop like empathy and compassion like they couldn't they think they're pure evil the devil no 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 for they couldn't do it they are not evil enough to be the devil even for one second okay so the devil wants all this evil to be taking place um, but there's no one else he can entrust with the responsibility of being the devil because the like horror of being the yeah. one condemning these people is to hell he, is there a would reason be too much for him to need someone else to He's, take it. Is he I tired? Already, I already said he He's was weary. Tired? Okay, I thought you were maybe he was just weary of not, okay. not knowing. The, weary, else. like cautious, not like tired. I see what you're saying. No, yeah, he's tired. Okay. He'd love. He's he wants. A he's successor. a tortured soul. Yeah. Well, no soul. No but soul. yeah, what do you think Just of that? Torture. And so maybe in Tortured this episode, torture. in this episode, that's a thing that everyone knows about the devil. And <laughs> Ari goes to hell and he's like, you know what? I'll do it for five. I'll, I'll cover for five minutes if okay. you'll let me go back up there. And like the devil's like, you can't. You'll go. He's like, I got this. Anyway, and I feel we like see things... Ari is the devil for a bit. We see various. Oh, Ari's the devil. Yeah. yeah Ari and we see various devil. characters. Ari like causes them to die and go to hell yeah and he's you know as the devil talking the normal way that ari talks uh-huh. and it's just as offensive as the devil talks yeah yeah okay um, and who, who what is every what is all the entourage characters personal health that they get sent to i feel like johnny drama already was in one <laughs> throughout the show it's um, just audition and after audition. Yeah, or I mean, but I guess eventually he gets comfortable with auditions. So well, the him. situation where he was on a show, but no, his Aaron, the situation is on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, not an okay, so then, okay. <laughs> so then it's I guess the next day, and June goes down to the family room. Her mom brings out a plate of cookies, but will not let June eat them because yeah, they are for Santa. Which I am questioning this because. Please, uh, if any kids are in the audience, please yeah. cover your ears for the no next couple zone. seconds. No kid zone. Uh, traditionally, the parents eat the cookies that they leave out for Santa. So is this the mom just sort of earmarking some cookies <laughs> for herself to eat that night? 
Am I allowed? Is it Christmas Eve? No. Okay. So she's putting out Christmas cookies for Santa on like the twentieth. I'm just getting 27th. it done. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a deck. It's a decoration. The cookies for Santa are a decoration. But isn't that which gross? I think that's kind of cute. That's no. weird. It's a little weird. It's like trying to make your house look like an M and M's ad where but they run into not Santa. Even decorated cookies. They are weirdly green sugar cookies. Yeah, because they're Christmas trees. We figure uh-huh. out later. But I, I too, in the moment, was like, "Why are these cookies green?" I'm like, I guess we've accepted Gingerbread House is allowed I to think, be out. I think a little plate of cookies. Oh, what time is it? Seven fifty-seven. Okay, you have your improv. Uh huh. Yeah, little plate of cookies. I don't know. It's at like ten. Um. Yes. So the mom won't let her eat the cookies. Then Blake comes in with two jugs of holiday ale mm-hmm. being like jokey. And this actor, I think, is actually OK, but he I just don't think he's very funny. And he's trying to be like just funny guy in yeah. this scene. And it's just like he has no sense of like which lines are supposed to be emphasized to make something funny. So it's just like he's like trying really hard to deliver a joke on like a line that is not a joke, but like that same energy to every single line, Yeah, which is not great. He whispers to June like he's like, House New York. <laughs> well, I, you missed, I liked a moment where of him giving those two beers, he gives them to her dad and it's just like. The boys love their brews. Yeah, it's I was a little, like a little moment of, you know how you have uh, developed a relationship with your high school friend's parents yeah. that goes beyond your your high school friend. It is weird. That's something Maybe that do. I've thought about where it's like... you thought about giving a call to Taffy's mom? <laughs> uh, Taffy's grandma, maybe. That's well, true. it's just that these this is kind of the last time you will have a relationship with some like random other adults you know like besides like work or something you know where they're like it's like i don't know my friends now i don't know their families you know we'd love to bring them over though yeah i sort of would want to but also i wouldn't want to have to undergo the experience of that but you know, there aren't enough Thanksgivings yeah. to meet all your friends' parents. <laughs> but it it would be kind of fun to. It's actually a beautiful premise for a song. <laughs> <laughs> if there were only 100 Thanksgivings, I'd spend one with each of you. <laughs> if there were only 100 Thanksgivings, we'd eat turkey at all two at all two we'd at turkey i'd have turkey with all of you okay if there were only 100 thanksgivings Uh i'd eat stuffings and yams all night but this part doesn't only the first one made sense you would i think you would also do you would do those things even if there was only one thanksgiving singer Excuse me, singer-songwriter. If there were only a hundred Thanksgivings, I'd spend it with your uncle and your aunts and your nephews. If there were only a hundred Thanksgivings, 
I'd get to know the people from which you came. <laughs> wow. Wow. The singer loves it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, So Blake and the dad have a relationship. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're friends. They're friends. Blake's dad, we learn, is a brewmaster. Yeah. Um, And... Blake works there and then June actually calls out the nepotism of that she that he works for his dad. Yeah. Which is always lovely to see someone call out some nepotism. But I also feel like you're I don't know. If it's I make fine. a if I, I make a brewery I guess I need to make it clear to my employees that that's the plan. Yeah. You know, it'd be rude if I if the employee thought maybe it was going to go. I think that if you own a private local business, it's okay to employ your children. Just like hire your children. Yeah. I think if once it's you're... some sort of trade job, you know. Well, I don't I don't know if it matters if it's a trade job. I just think it matters if um yeah, you can't be like publicly traded, although that's like a weird different rule i don't know i don't know i guess you're allowed to pass on like owner (laughs) i don't know like even that shouldn't it go to like who logged the most hours working here now you and it's like the janitor now i don't know i don't know i don't know we don't know how to solve it sorry guys um then blake says he wants to make a bet with her just and she agrees yeah not even knowing what is going to determine the bet. And he says if he loses, he will bring her a platter of cookies, um, which she needs because Santa already already has dibs on the ones in her home. And if she loses, she has to say yes to everything Christmassy. Um, And then she changes his uh, condition that he has to wear an elf costume, which... And we know much fabric that would take. <laughs> um, so they go Not outside much. and we don't know what they are betting on, but they seem to already know. They seem to have non-verbally yeah, communicated. They both carried a little jingle bell ornament and then they stand next to each other and throw them into the gutter of her house. <laughs> which is which felt real in its strangeness. It like it almost because I don't know it was just so specific of the mom puts jingle bells in the bushes and then they would throw these into the gutter like it feels it's either a real experience that one of the people had or it is the stupidest like you know looking out the window at things and writing based on that yeah because sometimes you can't really tell those apart because, like, real life is so random and mishmashed yeah. together. Because that's also how a kid would decide what game to play. Yes. It would uh, just be like, oh, there's a rubber band here and there's a brush here. I guess this is my toy. I do remember once just playing with a brush as a kid, <laughs> as a little doll. Um, so they throw their jingle bells up there. Hers misses the gutter entirely. His gets in the gutter, but wait, that doesn't mean he won. They have to wait to see if it falls down the like tube of the gutter. Yeah. It does not. And I say, okay, round two. And so does Blake. Blake says, um, okay, uh, best two out of three or something. She's like, no. Yeah, That's she says. the end of the bet. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I don't think that the terms of the bet were satisfied. Like, 
isn't it that one person has to win? It's so interesting that she's like, Ty, Ty, Ty. I'm like, also, you clearly, there's no way that you won, June. Yeah. Um, he, she then goes inside and just leaves him outside of her house. Yeah. And he then. He walks around the little bits of white carpet that are snow. (laughs) Um, Um, And I guess he mutters a a Christmas wish. Well, we, we, not him, see that the jingle bell does come down to the bottom of the gutter in one Mm -hmm. of those, you guessed it, extreme close-ups. And, uh, and of course his wish is that, um. Ari would feel the pain <laughs> that he inflicts upon Lloyd whenever he makes fun of him. <laughs> and so Ari says like one of his mean slurs and, and, then, then, he, and then Ari like go, grabs his stomach and is like, Oh, what just happened? Oh, and then he, yeah. he said, get me, he says like, get me a Pepto, you know? And then he says some sort of thing he says something like, and then he throws up. <laughs> Whoa. And so then he, like a woman comes in and he just calls her like, Hey legs. And then his legs start. No, it's around just about Lloyd. It's okay. just about Lloyd. I wanted it to be for Lloyd, all of no, his sins. Lloyd makes the wish mm, in the episode. The episode's in called. The, in my rewrite of this Christmas movie where it does happen that a character makes mm-hmm. this wish. I wish that Lloyd made the wish. And the, ep- the episode is called saying yes to Lloyd. <laughs> Um, so so um, he then the jingle bell comes down just as he is whispering i guess to santa he did win the bet he did win the bet and in that moment santa sees this and mm -hmm. grants into santa is constantly scanning the planet for people and it doesn't say it's santa this movie does not imply santa is real it does imply it might very well be that alien (laughs) who is directing (laughs) vince's movie or very it well the be. maker of the potion, yes. the any, turtle drinks. Any uh, sufficiently advanced technology <laughs> would appear to magic as magic to us, the viewers of a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wishes she'd have fun. Yeah, you no, know, he wishes that she would like she could say yes to fun. Yes, say yes to saying yes to fun. Yeah. So then we see the boss in New York where she's doing yoga, and. She's talking on the phone to June about strategizing how to bump into Sally yeah. to try to get her a deal. And June like suggests the one coffee shop in town or at the snowman or hot cocoa contest. A lot of contests <laughs> in this movie. And the boss like laughs and makes fun of those things. And she's and June like seems like she likes doing those now, maybe. Yeah. But the boss is like, she would do something stupid like that. <laughs> Now, this town, I guess you bring up a good point. I just sort of accepted it because this is how Christmas movies are. But, like, usually in a Christmas movie, a town with this one, this many Christmas activities is being presented as, like, like the town that goes wild for Christmas. No, or, like, this the, is just corn town. That someone is, like, you know, the. The town is like a character. It's like, no. This no. Is, this is actually how every town is. We are given the name of the town when she asks her to go there. And like, it's, they say, talk a little bit about how they're skiing around there. But it's like, okay, yeah. we even don't really I have. Think Sally Wells goes skiing with her dog. Yeah. But it's like, is this supposed to be that. like near, like, is this like Aspen or like park city or something some town that's like near skiing stuff or is why would this author come to this town 
It's not for the Christmas stuff. She doesn't know about it. Yeah, she doesn't know. She has. This is not the ice wine town. That doesn't is... she have like a big house that they visit? No, no that's June's house. house. Okay, that's, that's always June's house. We don't know where Sally's staying. Uh-huh. Um, so also we learn June has to write her boss's handwritten thank you cards. Things like that where like because we know people who are assistants where like the boss is like, just do that for me. I'm like, don't you want to see what they say? <laughs> Like where you're like pretending to be the person on things. Like once it gets into, please rank the the Christmas colors and send it back to me. <laughs> That's what I write in all the Christmas cards for my boss. <laughs> I write, what if one day Vince had to swap <laughs> places with the devil? It wouldn't work. I guess maybe the devil could be a good actor. Well, it's so. also like these thank you notes. Does she have a list of like all these presents her boss got or something? It was very clear they were thank you notes. They were not Christmas oh. cards, and it's before Christmas. I, I don't guess think you. It makes I a guess in the sense. office you give gifts pre-Christmas. So then we go to the bedroom, and it's the morning. The mom comes in, and she's sad that she's sad that June is not coming to a Christmas party right now and it seems to be like 9 a.m <laughs> it is june has just woken up her boss still doing her morning yoga yeah they're discussing what she's going to do that day and the mom is like very disappointed june is not already ready to go to a christmas <laughs> party but then when the mom asks her if she's coming june says i can't wait <laughs> and, and i think the actress does a pretty good job of this Yes. Is that she's playing up the curse. Yeah. I think she is a better like liar liar than liar liar himself. At least I could stand watching her. (laughs) I do think she went too big on in the beginning, like she has such a not even like monotone, but like just somber affect to try and it's to try to give herself contrast for when she has to be really big, <laughs> but it leads to her, like in the scene with looking at the the lady's book, her being like, I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like having really no, a, a dead, a, just a dead woman until this curse takes hold of her. Um, so then she's got to go to this Christmas, this morning Christmas party. Wine is being served. Um <laughs> Blake asks her to get her drink and she says cocoa or cider would be nice, which is interesting. It's interesting because she is sort of the like businesswoman needs to learn the spirit of Christmas, but she doesn't actually dislike Christmas. No, stuff. she's just too busy for it. She's just too busy. Yeah. She doesn't say, you know, wine, which is available or, you know, maybe even something like coffee, which people <laughs> tend to drink in the morning. No, she picks two very Christmassy drinks. And guess what? Blake gives her both. Yeah. Um, then she gives her mom the cider, but in, or no, her mom chooses the cider. Yeah, she's like, "Which one do you want?" Um, and then this in this scene, we meet Blake's dad, who <laughs> is definitely the strangest performance <laughs> in the movie. They have like a tiny conversation, and then he says, "Your parents really missed you over the holidays," and then turns around and <laughs> walks away. This man like does not it does not like he turns off performing after he delivers his lines 
And he has a pretty small role, but yeah. it's notable. Yeah, it's an important role. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. I would say, uh, what, seventh lead? <laughs> sure. Um, then we get a race to decorate cookies. Yes, I don't really. Why? I guess he make it because they love to do contests. Yes. Blake and June's relationship is race? Is contest? That seems to be all. Well, like early on. And then I feel like they sort of abandoned that. Right. But then they randomly some like during the caroling, they're both like trying to sing the longest note. Yeah, that's true. Like it's. It's a weird amount of like we're doing a bet type of thing where just at any moment, if nothing's going on, it could be that they're sort of competing. <laughs> but like they don't compete later when they're tasting the hot chocolate. They're not like who can drink more. Yeah, who can taste it the best? And it seems unclear if either of them even like doing it. <laughs> I mean, they're laughing, but like yeah. who is making them do this? You it's, know, I get it's supposed to be a relic of their childhood friendship. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, but they decorate these cookies. She does a really good job and he doesn't. Then he asks her to help him work on a charity event and she can't say no. She tries really hard to. um, And she even writes on a napkin. I can't wait. Yeah. And he then says, June has agreed to help at the Harris Brewery Christmas wish event. Yeah, he ev- makes an announcement. He makes an announcement and then everyone at the table claps. <laughs> um, and then um, she like goes outside because she's so stressed out by the Christmas wish magic mm-hmm. upon her. She sees a dog playing with a like Santa dog toy yeah. and then she has to play fetch with yeah. it she can't resist even a christmas invitation from an animal and Which, also the dog's toy being shaped like santa is enough to make it a christmas activity. yes which is interesting yeah. rules here i feel like that is a good that's a I'm good like, if i then. think that this well i think it very well defines the limit or like how high the limit of what this could apply to. Yeah. Of it doesn't have to be even a verbal yes. invite as long as she understands it's an invite. And also it can be even the slightest amount Christmassy and she must say yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's just terrifying. But I'm like, if she saw a sign that said like, like something like save big on our sale. On our Christmas sale, would she have to go in there and save big? Like, can signage impact her? Well, as we learn later, it actually just makes her say yes. It doesn't make her do it. Yes. And so... it's That's true. She she could have have just said yes to the dog and not done it. Hmm. But it's like, it it feels like, yeah. Because mostly she's saying yes to events, yeah, not to it, things it, immediate. Only because of the social pressure of, I said yes to this person. I don't want to yeah. be a freak that then doesn't show up to their party. Yeah. Because you know what? This doesn't take place in L.A. where it's normal to say to, you're going to go yeah. and then not go. Um, yeah, this isn't freaking A Christmas Carol where she would have her three ghostings. Of- <laughs> 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 um. So then 
she get Blake goes outside and brings her cocoa and a coat and she is so exhausted from playing with this dog that she faints goat goat this this is disturbing she faints yeah she faints in his arms and has to go Ooh. lay down <laughs> and then she in wakes up arms. in someone's bed in Blake's parents' house. So probably that dad, imagine him. Uh-huh. He's probably standing in the corner. Someone's been sleeping in my bed. <laughs> Who slept in my bed? Um, And she tells her mom that a Christmas spirit took her over and said her say, made her say yes. Her parents um, comically do not understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Her mom is just like, you're addicted to Christmas. And the dad's like, me too. Right, yeah. It would be hard to communicate to someone in our world that magic was happening to you. I think in the season of Entourage with Magic, <laughs> we maybe do establish early on that that like something happens that everyone has to acknowledge magic. Okay. Otherwise, I don't know, maybe not. But otherwise, I don't want to spend it. Either way, I don't want to spend a lot of the time in the episodes convincing people i want people to either keep it internal or the people that they tell pretty quickly accept that maybe it's, it's some sort of like buffy entourage crossover just in that like i mean hell at least mouth. one of the episodes should yes be. a Hellmouth opened up yeah okay in Buffy's la there. well because giles is there well it's oh, like yeah angel takes place in la so i guess it's an angel sort of uh entourage crossover i'm gonna be upset if giles isn't there <laughs> I okay. love Giles. Um, and Blake overheard her saying she didn't want to say yes yeah. to Blake. And there there's some amount of movie disease like mm, I, I misheard you sort yeah. of sitcom stuff happening in this movie. But I think that actually because the protagonist is literally infected with a movie disease the movie itself isn't as infected with it you Mm -hmm. know because like the premise is making her do these things and then but like is it's like it's diegetic yeah he heard her right but what she said was really weird yes like it's like usually in a movie with movie disease like the characters would sort of act in this way al- already, but there wouldn't be this justification that they have a Christmas wish yeah. making them act this way. It's like a weird way of making conflict that doesn't, that feels uh, contrived, yeah. like actually makes sense of the story. Yes. I'm trying to think of other examples, but I cannot. Yeah. Like it's, it's very interesting. Uh, of movie disease you're trying to think no of? of like where movie disease is built into the i'm thinking of like we learn you know something like we learn that um like picard has been blessed by some deity and like that's okay. why he never dies it's not that because it's a dumb show is that I true know, i love tng but is uh, that true in no, it's TNG? not true i'm saying this would be yes the okay. kind of thing of like a trope is not actually a trope it's actually part of the premise now and it's yeah you can't actually complain about it because it's not that it's just not that we're doing tropes it's that we had to do it well yeah this was written yeah i mean i think that sometimes when there's like genre films are like thought of as 
uh, flipping the genre or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but I can't like think of any examples yeah. right now either. But we'll think on that. Mm-hmm. We'll <laughs> right put, in. We'll put a pin on that, us, or you know, five flowers on that. <laughs> send us an email at. I believe it's a very Christmas movie podcast at gmail dot com uh-huh. or tweet at us tweet at, at us. avcm pod on Twitter with your examples um, of times movie disease has been plot plot instead of just trope. Yes. So then she has a phone call with her boss. This time her boss is misting succulents. Yes, which I don't think you're supposed to do well and then she later is doing something yeah, which she's later propagating the succulent which <laughs> so, i say this is a real step up so what is happening like she's got some leaves how did the actor there. come to be doing does the actor actually know about succulents and was like you wouldn't miss them this is what you'd be doing <laughs> and then they mash these two things together um and the boss also has like a laser pointer in her ear, which is her Bluetooth. Yeah, it turns out to be her Bluetooth. And I'm like, is this because this isn't the Bluetooth like isn't turned on or something? Like it isn't paired? It's trying to pair, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like these I thought for a second I thought it was a laser pointer and it reminded me of in um that l- strange cat. What was the really bad movie a talking cat cat? a talking cat where you can just clearly see the laser pointer they use to make the cat move around and i was like are they is this to help her move around (laughs) i guess they wanted us to see that it was a bluetooth and she wasn't just talking to no one but i I think we live in a world where people accept uh speakerphone i think they just did not think to pair it um so while so she's talking to her boss about getting sally mm-hmm. but two people two old people who all the people at the party were just like her blake's dad's friends <laughs> blake does not have any friends um and they come and ask her to do a book rapathon in some other events and she cannot say no, no she can't and then she's trying to do like making it sound like she's saying something to her boss so yeah, she's trying to do that thing in that 30 rock episode sure where jack is talking to like a client and oh yeah so the boss is like are you gonna go to lunch with sally and then the people are like are you gonna go to the christmas ornament smashing contest (laughs) and then she's like i can't wait to go and the boss is like a little too excited if you (laughs) ask me and then the people are like come to the jelly fair (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, I won't miss it. And the boss is like, I didn't even say anything. (laughs) Also, Um, why is miss being emphasized? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she, after those people walk away, June runs into the bushes so that no more people can talk to her, which I did think was funny. Um, So then she's at the one coffee shop in town and to sort of scope out if Sally's there, Sally shows up. Mm-hmm. And she goes over to talk to Sally, but then the shopkeeper starts talking to her. Yeah. Starts saying, hey, protagonist, you want to buy a snowman cookie? She's got to say yes. I resist. Yeah. And then as though this woman knows what's going on, 
makes her asks her if she wants every type of pastry the store sells which followed by a like sampler platter which i gotta assume includes things that she's already got in her basket (laughs) but maybe they're mini versions okay they're just one bite it's like a they have like a cookie cutter that looks like a bite (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) cute kind of i feel like people would think it's gross okay the last it's a it's last Last bite. bite Uh, cookie cutter okay and then it's like the last bite's always the best why can't every (laughs) bite be the last one (laughs) there was just the i hadn't i hadn't thought of we have to convince people we're doing this for a real reason oh yeah oh yeah there's this one beverly clary book um i think it might have been her like memoir sort of where oh the mouse and the motorcycle (laughs) yeah the mouse and the motorcycle where the mouse um his family has a bunch of apples in their cellar and then they're for making pies and then the apple goes to and takes a bite out of every single one and the mom is like what the heck and she and the mouse is like the first bite's always the best (laughs) and i did think about this being a little glutton kid but i was never someone who'd do something like that yeah that's that's too too much that's too naughty yeah it's just it's too like selfish you have to then you have to at least eat the whole apple yeah and i'm like the first bite of an apple is maybe the worst because it's all skin in your mouth yeah but it's kind of fun to yeah do the crunch it's like a weird weird interaction a person in the first bite of an apple (laughs) but i know Uh, awkward (laughs) (laughs) um bite the apple I hardly know her. Nope. Sorry. Nope. Okay. Uh, so then she recognizes Sally Wells. Well, they mm. start talking because the child is like, I also love treats. I once took a bite of every single <laughs> treat in the house. And luckily, my mom had used last bite cookie cutters. So it was <laughs> <laughs> Invest now. Um, and June invites, and it is interesting her name is June because this is a Christmas movie. You'd think her name would be December. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't actually think that. <laughs> At least January. November? Maybe Noel. Noel, yeah. And she invites them. She's like, you guys should go to the cocoa tasting. Um, but then she starts like buying all the cookies and it's getting a little freaking kooky. Yeah. Oh, it's kooky. Yeah, kooky. That's pretty good. <laughs> like the one time at the improv show, I saw the man, <laughs> a man just was trying to describe who Doc Brown in Back to the Future was. And he said, the cookie doctor. <laughs> it's getting kooky with the cookies. And so Sally kind of, she tells Sally about the Christmas events and then she kind of like goes away because june drops some of her bags um and then the lady gives her the receipt like she gives her her card and pays for the stuff and then gets the receipt back and then she looks at it and says this is getting really weird and i thought it was gonna be like she didn't have to pay for it but no we never learn she just thinks it's weird that she's buying all these cookies (laughs) I'm like, I already know that. Yeah. I guess things become real once you get the receipt, huh? I guess it's sure. Sure. It's like uh, that one Seinfeld joke about 
you know, when you get the receipt after your food, you're like, Ooh, why am I buying all this food? I'm full. Mm, that's true. That's pretty good. Pretty good joke. Um, so then she goes to June, goes to a psychic and mm-hmm. she did. Wait, did we mention that she makes it known that she knows that it's Sally? Um, in that scene? What do you mean? She does she say says, to Sally. Like, oh, I yeah. know you're Sally Wells. Yes, she does say that. And, and like Sally, gives her her number or something. Yes. Well, no, she gives her her number later. Okay. But Sally is like, normally only children recognize uh, me. Insane. Yes. The assertion that children would recognize children's book authors. I'm like, would would people even recognize uh, currently current day canceled J.K. Rowling? You know? Like, I feel like as a kid, I maybe would have recognized Shel Silverstein because his like, big but face I, was on yeah, the back of the I book. Think, I think the people with author photos on the back, not on the flap. Yeah. Maybe. I'm like, are there any authors I would recognize just from the author photo? I'm just like, those people aren't, they aren't popping into my mind. Yeah. But, yeah. I I think that even if she hadn't had this assignment, June would have recognized Sally Wells. Yes. Like, she goes to sleep staring at that book Sally every day. Like. Yes. Um, and so she goes to the psychic and she learns that it is only about Christmas stuff. Yes. Because she asks if she could have an exorcism of the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. To which the psychic asks, why would you want to do that? And Sally, Sally, June refl- replies, it's interfering with work. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of a joke, maybe. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, and then the psychic like offers her some Christmas tea and she is unable to say no. Yeah, and then the psychic sells her some ornaments. <laughs> and I was getting... Annoyed and stressed at this scene. I was like, June, you got to get out of there before this psychic makes you spend more money. It's like, is every scene of this movie just going to be June having to buy more and more stuff? Because she keeps being offered it. Oh, yeah. This world where a psychic sells you Christmas ornaments. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of psychics around here. Maybe we should go to see if we can get. So we go and we're just like, do you guys have like a tree topper? Hi. (laughs) Hi. What kind of ornaments you got? Yeah, I don't. I thought it was pretty weird that she sold ornaments. Yeah, and they were white ornaments. Yeah, they, they were not. Great. They were not looked good cheap. ornaments. Looked like cheap ornaments to me. Yeah, and she had like one box of them. Yeah, was so. June has to buy these ornaments. Yeah, she goes to her parents' house. Uh, her mom and her mom's friends are painting pine cones. You know, as everybody does no clue what time of day it is right now (laughs) could be 9 a.m could be 3 p.m who knows in this world um she tries to tell her mom again that she's been taken over the christmas spirit her mom (laughs) will not understand and thinks that she is this is this is a little bit sitcommy yeah yeah her mom is like you're complaining that like the only reason you have to spend time with family is you feel like a puppet's taking you over. <laughs> like this mom is really warping what her child yeah. is saying to make it be about her. Your child is trying to tell you that they've been cursed. If I had a child and the child came to me about a curse, I would listen. Yeah. 
<laughs> Me too. Boomers don't listen when their kids try to complain to them that they've been cursed. Um, and then the music in this scene sounds like a funeral march, just to let you guys know. Um, then we see a scene of just Blake and his dad. Blake wants a new website. His dad just wants to update the old site. <laughs> yep. His dad then says, like, we'll, t- we'll talk about this later. And he is delivers such an intense performance in the scene that it feels like he has something urgent yet nefarious. Like, ha- like he is hiding a child that he's kidnapped and must go to attend to it. Like, it made me scared in this scene. I was like, what is this dad getting up you to? You thought they were going to reveal it was Candyman? <laughs> no, but maybe. It does seem like maybe he's cursed with, like, Candyman uh. curse and has to go kill some people. Like, he... And the way he turned away from her at the party, it's like, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go do one of the murders. Mm-hmm. I gotta the, go take care of the baby. I okay, so for every say yes to Christmas curse... There's an equal but opposite curse where every time she says yes to Christmas, someone has to die. (laughs) (laughs) And Blake's dad is carrying out those deaths. Wow. That's why there weren't very many people at the mochi party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then Blake and June are at the Christmas market. What page are we on? Three. Um, we learn about like that Blake wants their brewery to do more stuff. He wants it to be like a family friendly brewery. Um, and plenty family friendly to me. I don't know. I don't know what he wanted to change. He wants to do events there also. Yeah. Well, he says there's a new brewery in town that's becoming the cool brewery, 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 brewery. It's not a good word. We learn, and then they almost kiss here. You know, classic. I'm talking about my dad's brewery. I gotta, I gotta have a kiss. Um. So, first of all, are Christmas markets a thing? <laughs> they seem to be. Imagine a farmer's market, but it was just hot cocoa. <laughs> just hot cocoa and ornaments and yeah. baubles I, guess, I don't i guess miss miss merkel took no they are Helen happening the in all of these movies yeah. they're like craft fair slash farmer's market on one street the same street that we <laughs> know from other shots of the town can we go to one <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they must exist right we got to look it up, I guess. Yeah. That'll be our assignment. <laughs> so then June is handwriting the uh, thank you letters, not cards. And then her dad comes in and they start talking and he's like, when you went into publishing, we thought it was just a phase. <laughs> uh, which is pretty wild. Yeah, when you, it's pretty strange to say. When you got into being a doctor... When you started going to medical school, we thought it was a phase. <laughs> we never thought you'd be doing this as a job. So it's, it's very strange. I don't. Do we know what her parents do for money? No. Big house. Big house. But maybe that she's just weird Christmas money town. Back. So yes. maybe it's cheap. But it's not a Christmas town. That's true. Um. Well, and then also we learn she says that 
She says her dad used to burst into her bedroom every morning with pots and pans, telling her to achieve. I do not remember this line. This um, was a line. And this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I now I see why this girl, why this woman did not want to visit home. Yeah. For They seem to imply maybe... She's not visited home since she graduated college five years ago. Yeah, I think it's been five years. I think that, and at the in the first scene when she comes home, her you mom. You think she was she had gone in sea with her parents? No contact. Yeah, I think so. I think she'd gone North Carolina with her parents. <laughs> well, because also when she first gets home, her um, in sea is a, a a term that they use in the Reddit universe. Yeah, in the Reddit universe, the RCU. Um, when she first got there, her mom was, like, listing all the Christmas things they were going to do. I'm like, this is too intense. I haven't seen my family in five years, and my mom's making me go to 9 a.m. Christmas parties. <laughs> but also, it's like she was talking to her mom. It seems like she talks to her parents on the phone, so I don't yeah. know. Um, I was just joking. <laughs> I know that she still talks to them. <laughs> <laughs> they have quite a rapport, unlike Blake and his dad. Um, so then June's back at the Christmas market with Blake. Um, and they're, this is like the hot cocoa tasting contest Yeah, where all the booths are giving you for free, like full, <laughs> like a, a cup of hot cocoa bigger than you would want. A anyway. cup of hot cocoa. Yeah. Yes. You want a hot cocoa in like a small mug. Yes. And this like. is like, as though it's like a wine tasting. You know at work. There was a hot chocolate machine and I would get one every day. What? When I was not current work. Okay. Was, yeah. What the heck? I did not know yeah. this. This is a little sugar freak. Yeah. Me mixing it around <laughs> with like a wooden stirrer. Okay. It was like in the coffee machine. Yeah. The coffee machine okay. was able to do it. It made the sort the of. The coffee machine sort knew of, about chocolate. Yeah. So but it made it. the like watery hot chocolate. That, But even you if you get. You had to like smush the little. Uh granules a bit okay really mixed in there okay but even if you like order one of the flavored coffees from one of those machines it's the same as hot cocoa mm. basically it's like too you know it's like mm, so sweet i love to feel sick <laughs> i love to drink my coffee and feel sick um and yeah they drink but this is like supposed to be like a wine tasting for hot cocoa but as though they gave everyone a bottle of the wine yeah. and then the people threw yeah. it away yeah. after so, taking yeah, one sip. Yeah, we get sip. to see um, Blake and... Yeah. I, they, wish, they, I wish you would let me just call all the male protagonists Declan from now on. Mm -hmm. it's a, I've, for some reason, that name has stuck in my head more, more than any other character in a Christmas movie. And besides Helen, I guess I remember Helen's okay. name. Okay, it's Helen and Declan. Helen and Declan. Well, Helen is a grandma character. Okay, any grandmas? Why can't the June be called Helen? Because Well, obviously Blake's dad grandma. should be Helen cuz he's being taken over by Candyman. Yes, that's true. Um, um they drink one that is a It vegan. was always you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> then they run into Sally Wells. Um June's trying to like yeah, they, yeah. get to go hang out with them, but then Blake is like, "I thought we were gonna drink more hot chocolate." Yeah, together. I thought we were gonna go to more stalls, get a full cup of hot mm. chocolate, drink one sip, and then put it down and leave. <laughs> Maybe the vendors reuse the cups, like the people yeah. take one <laughs> sip, and then you know that that makes sense. 
with these new paper straws, one sip is all you can really do. Am I right? Am um, I right? You're freaking right. <laughs> wow. She agrees. Um, I got to ask her out. We both hate the, the paper straws. Um, and then. Excuse me. I heard you liked my joke what? about paper straws. What? I'm just your Uber driver. Oh. <laughs> should, I, should I crawl back to the back seat? I just came up here to see. I mean, I guess you can sit up here, but please don't touch that. That's my little postcard that is of the Hawaii to remind me about my oh. taxi business, my limo service. I want to start. And then the guy, he takes the postcard and they, the driver immediately dies. And then he turns the postcard around and he sees that it's, it's written on it is breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> That's a pretty good. That's a like green ribbon style one <laughs> that I don't think it's I don't think God it's due because it's pretty funny. Uh, so then <laughs> Sally's like, seems like you're busy today. You can't take me to the ornament store. But <laughs> Sally gets uh, Sal, uh, June ends up wrangling those digits yeah, she when digits. she invites Sally to her mom's mochi party. Yeah. Which you hear mochi party. Do you think I thought they were going to just be eating mochi? Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I would have been happy to show up. And it's like everyone gets to help make the mochi. But if I was invited to a party <laughs> at someone's mom's house and I was like, I think it'll be weird. I barely know you. I don't want to impose on your family's Christmas. Yeah. And then the person is like, oh, no, there's lots of people. I think there's going to be two random cousins I never heard of going to be there. And you show up and there are eight people at this event. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so upset. And I would not sign a book deal with this person. No, I wouldn't. I frankly, they would become one of the ghosts of my Christmas present. <laughs> um. Then you might sign a book deal with her, you said? I, I, <laughs> I thought we were moving on, but yeah, I might sign a book deal. Actually, I don't let this kind of thing get in the way of business. Okay, that's personal. Yeah. That's the pleasure. The I won't go to any more parties business. at their mom's house. Mom's house. They tell me about Maybe a party. I will ask for specifics. Any event they tell me to go to, even if they're like in charge of my publicity tour, I'm, every time they're like, do this bookstore, I'm going to be suspicious. I'm going to be like, you... have you confirmed that this bookstore is open? Have you confirmed yeah. that I'm not just going to, like, someone's personal library and talking to them? Have you ever had an event switcheroo like that happen to you? An event switcheroo? Where you thought something well, was going to be different? I don't think so. My first thought was your Christmas party at beep, beep, beep. Oh, yes. Which seems pretty depressing but that's not quite the same oh yeah at the that was at like a chinese restaurant i had oh, a, i didn't know that y'all went somewhere i thought this was no you're thinking of craft in america no christmas no party. no i'm thinking of i didn't go to this christmas party mm -hmm. this was it was like a, a crazy sweater contest and like that wasn't a party that was this job i had they wasn't a party it was sort of a party but it was in that once a month they would make us for an unpaid hour, which I actually, I marked it as an hour work. <laughs> they would make us do like bonding. And their idea of bonding was cornhole. Just like playing games for children. And then for Christmas, they made us do like a 
bad sweater contest. And the people who won had like taped things yes. to their sweater, which they would get along. I actually think we maybe talked about. We've this already talked about this. this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but then there was a real Christmas party later where no plus ones were allowed. It was awesome. at a Chinese restaurant. Sounds and okay. no drinks. You were not allowed to order any drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like there might have been like a max of a, like no appetizer, you know, yeah. like you can get one dish. Yeah. Like what a great. And then there, I think, oh, and then there we're was like a white own? elephant. We're not going to do like family style? No. Each, mm. each order one dish, no drink. And then we didn't, I think I didn't realize no drink. And then at the end it was like very awkward for the waiter to then have to be like you know take off the drinks and had you gotten drinks i, I got one drink i think what'd you get i don't remember <laughs> i'm sorry i don't remember what drink i ordered five this years. is a real this is a real seven years heaven ago. and hell are the same because i went to a few times to like chinese food restaurants with coworkers, but it would be really cool because it would be like whatever you know specific region of china they were from so they knew all the yeah. dishes and they would order for everyone and we'd all try the like you know it all be like really good it wasn't necessarily going with coworkers. i mean i didn't i only really ha- was friends with like one of these coworkers, and i don't think he had even started working there yet mm-hmm. so then blake blake finds out that her boss asked her to come to get sally uh, we also learned that as a child, Blake made her bite into a rotten egg when she was sick. When yes, <laughs> so I think it, that was saying that she couldn't smell that it was rotten. I don't know. Oh, I think that okay. that's why they said that. But so we learned that he he has I guess al- that's pretty funny. He already had the power of S- Santa to compel her to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then they do a series of. Christmas games, which they say, which I got to ask, are those the same as the reindeer games? <laughs> Rudolph is not invited to play in. And there are such as pin the nose on Rudolph. Right. To which she, he, he's blindfolded. He pins the nose. He's all confident, but he's actually touching the, one of the antlers, puts the nose on. And then she says, he's like, she's like, come back here and see. And so she makes him walk behind the Rudolph he's pinned the nose on and take his blindfold off so that he couldn't see it. But because it's definitely like his blocking is to yeah. be, it would look weird if he's there. Very, but it doesn't make any sense for him to go behind the thing he's pinned it It's also like, you guys set up this Christmas market. You can move the stuff to also, make it easier to film. She doesn't have to be behind it. Yes. Ever. Also, wouldn't she is is one person supposed to be guiding the other that doesn't seem like that's what the i don't know i don't know then they take a picture and like a picture of elves with like the heads cut out they do cornhole in corn town if we remember their their city's called cornbrook she misses because she's looking at her phone um and we learn here she wants to work she tells blake she wants to work on more meaningful children's books and he tells her he should she should move and then we learn blake what you moved to San Diego for yeah, a year? Yeah, San Diego for a year. His San Diego year. Yeah, he. This is his story about how it's okay to quit something. Is he? You know, he. It's not about him. Well, he tells June like it's okay to quit your job to find to like pursue your passion. Yeah, it's, it's not about him quitting 
his father's brewery. Mm-mm. It's about him. He quits his father's brewery. Then he moves to San Diego to do his own thing, and he quits that and comes back. Mm-hmm. So he's so, like, so it's but he unquit. He unquits something. This this is not a story about him leaving. It's a story about him being a loser, <laughs> and he's really spun back. that L to a W. Uh-huh. From the way he's got a real positive By losing outlook. twice, he's actually gathered all the pieces he needs for a W. <laughs> um, it sounds like he, yeah, he's the wish master. And, but really, you know, he's just a sad little man. <laughs> we also realize she's wearing high heels this whole time. She's playing mm. cornhole in high heels. Um, then we see the first exterior shot of the brewery. Yeah, which it, it appears to be a like old castle or hey, you're exactly right. Oh yeah, the stock footage is called Castle in Winter O2, and this one only twenty five dollars, and it is not HD. It is a custom resolution. It is somewhere <laughs> cool. around like two K. It was oh, some you weird... still use standard resolutions. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Oh, cool. You don't just input some numbers into your camera and make that your res. <laughs> cool. I only use resolutions where both sides are prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my camera, it's called the Cube. Um, it can only do prime numbers. <laughs> if you remember that detail of Cube. Okay, yes. I think it wasn't they were actually primes though. Some of them were No, she then <laughs> realized she was it was wrong. Some, no, she was and it ended up it was something else. Okay. Um, then, so they're at the brewery <laughs> and, uh, Blake is like telling all about his like beer flight he's making and he talks. Isn't it crazy that it's so common to be divisible by two that there's a special word for it that we call it even? That's, that's true. So, that is so cool. cool. That is pretty cool. Two is pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, two is the magic number. Yes, it is. <laughs> Old man, take a look at my two. <laughs> Walking down the highway with a two in my hand. <laughs> um, <sighs> so then they almost kiss. And he again, and he then says, so he somehow says, I, I wish you said you'd said yes to Christmas stuff. And what the heck? We don't, it's unclear if she's mad about this, but then, yeah, they, it seems like at first she's mad at him for wishing, which is, I was gonna lose, lose my mind, but I think she's not. Yeah, I think the movie eventually gets to the point that it's like, oh no, she just is mad that she's cursed. Well, and it also is unclear if he believes her. Um, then they go back to the outside of the house to undo the curse and he throws the Christmas bell, but he doesn't, he doesn't have his heart into it when he makes the wish. Yeah. Cause he can't. He can't. Cause he does like that. She says yes to Christmas. Dinner. Yeah. They test it by, he asks her if she wants to drink a full carton of eggnog. She says a yes. She throws a snowball at him. Um, and then he, yeah, he says like, I, this is an important scene because it does establish the rules is he says, yeah. what, do you want to stick this 
Christmas bell up your nose and she has to go like, yeah. And then he gives it to her and she's like, I'm not going to do it. I, yeah, it just makes me say I'll do it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's like if in liar, liar, he could just not say a lie, but he could do a lie still. Maybe he can. I don't know. I'm never going to watch liar, liar. It's important because he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. (laughs) I mean, aren't those synonyms? (laughs) Okay. Could just be called lawyer, lawyer, and we'd already get the picture. <laughs> we also learn in this scene that another prank he did to her as a child is he duct tape a harmonica to her mother's car grill, which is very strange. But I do agree, harmonica kind of looks like makes a car me want to try it. Does it? <laughs> oh, you think he was trying to make it make noise? Yeah, I think when you're driving, it makes noise. Okay, I thought he was just tr- <laughs> he's trying to trick her and make her think. I don't that know. That her grill had shrunk down I tiny. don't know. I'm like, where even is I the car grill? my grill used to look different. <laughs> when it's in the right spot. When did my grill become Bob Dylan? <laughs> I don't remember this feature. Um, and then much like how the dad would wake her up in the mornings uh, and make sure she was ready to Once I go crazy succeed. dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking in World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> And the mom comes out banging pots and pans, saying that deer are eating the bells on her bushes. Okay, Somehow she yeah. could sense another bell had been removed. Yeah. Um, well, she not that she, <laughs> she doesn't say like deers are eating the bells. She thinks that because of this, deers are eating the bells. No, she says that. She says the deers are at the bells again and comes out. And June is like grabbing the... Yeah. Uh, right the sewer what's the thing called the gutter the gutter and like shaking it and then the mom's like what the heck is going (laughs) on here uh then it is the famous moji party Mm -hmm. sally wells is here with the uh two with two other people we haven't met yet and then we see the parents are like making the mochi for a long time everyone is on the complete opposite side of the room giving a wide berth yeah, everyone sits at a table and watches two people make the mochi which is and then yes we go through and see every group of two yeah, people make the, the mochi yeah making the mochi is you i guess hit it with the, someone's hitting it with a hammer and someone like rotates flips it over every time it gets hit and they make like they say like a word you say yosha each. Uh, so that yeah it, yeah to keep Yo, it like sh- in sync yeah yeah um but we do the movie does make us sit there and watch every pair of people <laughs> at this party do even this even the two non-speaking extras yeah. in the scene they come up after blake and june do it and then we they linger a little too long and the extras seem like we don't know what to yeah, do yeah are these. we we definitely are, can't say those words yeah. we've been told are, very specifically we cannot speak are so. we supposed to do it and the yeah. one like kind of picks up the mallet yeah. uh love a moment like and that. actually when a when a extra picks up an item it it <laughs> unbecomes a prop it becomes <laughs> it becomes scenery. set dressing yeah so if your character like picked up a book that you don't have clearance for just have an extra then pick up that book and yeah. it's reverted back and you can actually pick up a female character, have an extra pick up a female character, and then she actually becomes an object, and it's <laughs> fine to objectify her. Yeah. Uh, then um, J- 
June talks to Sally. I keep getting June and Sally the names confused in my head. Mm. Um, she talks to her and then Sally's like, I'm just going to be honest. I would never sign a book deal with your company. <laughs> uh, it sucks. Yeah. And she says she just got out of a toxic long-term book deal. Wow. I wish, you know, we got to go. They got to explore that more. The toxicity of the children's book publishing yeah. industry. Um, and she, Hi, I'm Brian. I can give you an inside look at the business of publishing book as a publisher <laughs> from a small book. And we, <laughs> this is what the TikTok man says uh-huh. at the beginning of. Yeah, I don't remember the exact speech. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good, though. Uh-huh. Also, sounded kind of like a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Sa- like, Sally tells her, like, I've been on the top and it's no good. And <laughs> what? That's. I've been like a. I've been like the angel on the tree. I've been <laughs> on top. <laughs> I've been like an angel on a tree, a psychic soul to you. <laughs> it's no good. Uh, we're back at the town square. For some reason, they're, June is just dancing by herself. Blake is there. Then they start dancing with each other. She asks him why he kind of bullied her as kids. And he's like, you don't, you don't know anything about boys, do you? I had a crush on you. Thus perpetuating the boys being mean is actually means they like you uh myth which we shouldn't be spreading that no. around yeah we the you know it's inappropriate to ever say like boys will be boys or anything like that yeah don't um, don't teach your sons like he's pulling they, on her pigtails that means he is a crush yeah, first off you're this is a five-year-old yes <laughs> do not oh yes and second like you should teach them to express themselves in other ways yes. or at the very you know obviously a kid is going to be mean to other kids that's part of it yeah. but you have to tell them that that's bad yeah but don't and don't don't excuse yeah, don't it sexualize it yeah yeah like when i overheard a woman like talking about her baby to another woman and being like he's gonna be such a heartbreaker <laughs> it's like what are you talking about i bet my baby gets a huge dick <laughs> <laughs> i bet i'll bet I'll bet it, it it was so big I couldn't even get it out of me. Um, they're about to kiss again. We almost cut it thinking it was the umbilical cord. <laughs> the doctor told me that was the biggest one he'd seen in three counties. <laughs> um, the Sally sends her like a PDF of her new book that's a work in progress yeah. so they don't kiss. Uh-oh, work comes again. Um the boss yeah. calls. Yeah, she wasn't almost going to kiss Sally. She <laughs> She's about they to don't kiss, kiss meaning that her and Blake. Blake. Um she does kiss the elf for hire book every night though, mm. as she did throughout high school. She kisses every one of her children's books. Um, the boss calls and she does not like Sally's book about Christmas trees that want to be cut down and be Christmas trees. Um, and she said there should be a girl protagonist there in. Yeah. Then June is with Declan again at the brewery and she asks him about his dream brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and he describes it as like, I don't know, maybe I just don't want to be at a brewery. <laughs> Long communal tables. Yeah, Mm-mm. I didn't like that. Mm-mm. I like the... Pr- I feel like, and I might be wrong, but that the premise of these breweries 
is sort of it's a it's a bar. We're here to have some beers, but we're not like no one's here to like pick up yeah each other. We're not we're just here as people in our own little group. I don't know, which I guess is sort of like a bar, but you know, it's not Yeah. The music won't be maybe so loud. Yeah, it's not it's a like bar lit. culture. We yeah. can like see each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also that the they make the beer there, right? Yeah, sure. But it is weird that it's like, it's a bar, but with kids. <laughs> uh, and he wants, like, game. He says he wants, there, you can do lawn games there. No, Laura. She's so tall. Um, And then they do a freaking, they do a freaking big kiss. And he says, should we work on writing the chalkboard for the charity event and she says i love designing signage then june's on the phone with her friend and we learn her friend is going on a date with one of the santas from the santa crawl yes and her friend is going on a date with this man at like a restaurant she's already ordered and has like (laughs) two cinnamon rolls in front of her i guess maybe it's like a coffee shop but Seems a that's little a good rude. Fir- I think that's a good first date. No, but just shop, I guess date. you should order beforehand. I don't know. Go to a coffee shop or another good first date idea is go to a <laughs> bookstore and read a bunch of children's books at a tiny table. <laughs> um, then uh, June makes origami with Blake and her mom. And the ugly origami boxes are to put like Christmas party favors in. And then we go to a segment. Then we learn that June has gone viral because Sally Wells shared her post and she now has 10.3K followers. Um, Also, then the mom looks at like a picture of their grandma and they talk about like Japanese internment. Yeah. um, And that her family is Japanese. Yeah. Her mom is. yeah. Yeah. And that they love Christmas because it was a way to celebrate family after Japanese internment. I'm like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm always pro bring up Japanese internment because it's a horrible atrocity the United States committed. Yeah, that doesn't, I don't know. We, it isn't yeah. quite. It's not, certainly not acknowledged as much as it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Then, but then. We will not be speaking more. On no, this no. Subject. Um. But then. Inspired by looking at the picture of the grandma, the mom gets a photo album and June and her mom look through this photo album and the mom is explaining the photos as though June has never seen them before. Like she sees a photo and says, this is you. <laughs> and you were a baby once. And it yes. Here's you when you were nine. You used to remember that before you died and we had you cloned. <laughs> <laughs> This is how you got that scar. Oh, yeah. You don't have the scar (laughs) anymore since the cloning. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You weren't viral back when you weren't the clone. (laughs) When you weren't the clone, you came home for Christmas. Oh. Oh. And then they. Clone for Christmas. No. Clone for Christmas. It's not not close enough. Then they agree to. they're going to make the food for a the Christmas event. Clone. <laughs> <laughs> a very cloney Christmas. I think a Christmas clone is good. Yeah. 
making a clone for Christmas. Saying clone to Christmas. (laughs) Then they are going to make the food for the event. Because Blake's like, two people pulled out and then Oh yeah, and Blake had told her about his like food pairings and how important beers to pair with different foods are. Yeah. Um, He went like on a long little speech about it. Yeah. And she She learned. And she took... I'm going to say the tiniest sips of beer I've ever seen her <laughs> take, but then acted like, oh, wow, yeah, this really well, is she, flavorful. She learned from the hot cocoa tasting that you yes. take one sip and throw it away. She actually threw the glass on the floor. Well, and I, that scene I did want to talk about, I forgot, is that he talks about the pairings, and he's like, for appetizer, entree, and dessert, and he has her try three beers. But the flight of beers he has has four beers. Yeah, the fourth beer that that's just like another meal. This one is just here to keep this board balanced. It's not, <laughs> this is, this is uh, oh, that's di- that's non Do that's non potable beer. Yeah. That's the stuff that's like yeah, in the bottom. Sediment? Yeah, we don't know what to do with so, that. This is called sluice. <laughs> Everyone has to take home a cup of sluice. <laughs> Uh, if the, if everyone in the town takes a one cup of sluice, the whole riverbed will be clean <laughs> in one day. Um, then the boss calls. Guess what? She's in freaking Cornbrook. Oh, yeah. And she's drinking some coffee and says, it's actually good here. Which you would think, why would someone say that? But we've learned from Christmas movies that coffee's always just hot cocoa. And the boss says that she, I guess, has somehow arranged a meeting with Sally. I don't know. She says she'll only meet at 11 a.m. But June can't do that because that's when the charity dinner is. <laughs> <laughs> and she, the boss will not move it. And June is like, you're just being stubborn. She's standing up for herself. And the boss is like, no, actually, I have an investor call before that. And then I have to fly back to the city at noon. So actually, I win. You're a loser. Yeah. Come and propagate my cactuses for me. <laughs> uh, then I don't know what day it is. It I guess this is the day before. Then they go caroling. Again, it's just them and then two randos, one of one of whom is dressed up old timey. And they June and Blake then like at the end of the carol like sing la really loud. La, and I guess that's their contest mm-hmm. is saying yeah, La, who says La the loudest. Who says, <laughs> yeah, who says the most La? Which yeah. one sounded the most like La? <laughs> um, mm, La, <laughs> might as well say Lie. Yeah, I guess you might as well. <laughs> um, and then her boss is there, and Blake's response to meeting her boss is to say, "I'm her boss too," at the charity event. And then June starts like coughing and freaking out. And the boss is like, well, she's not going to your event. She's going to at this 11 a.m. <laughs> dinner meeting. Uh, and then we're at the cafe. And uh, sh- June and Shannon is like trying to give Sally her spiel. And then Sally says she wants June's opinion. Oh yeah. oh yeah and guess what june says she says sally and you say yes to yourself she essentially says like what a wise woman once told me it doesn't feel good at the top 
Like <laughs> she should just quote something that Sally said back to her. And she shares that rep- she, she, <laughs> she takes out a folder that has the uh, Snowless Christmas Ladies book that she shared on social mm-hmm. media, which she was looking at the night before. She brought it with her on yes. her trip. It's one of the books I have to kiss before I go to bed. <laughs> um, and she shows it to Sally and is like, this woman, I shared her content online without her consent. I'm going to become an independent editor and represent her. And then she freaking quits Yeah, the job. The boss says I fired her. And then she says I quit, which I never understood. And then now I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so that you can say you've never been fired. Mm, I think you... Maybe let yourself get fired because then well you want like, the severance yeah. or whatever, but then you have to say you've been fired from a job on like forms that say that. I guess you just oh. lie, yeah. unless you are under some sort of curse. Um, yes. And then you think Sally's gonna be like, "Oh yay, I'm so excited to work with you," but she just says, "Let's talk." Let's set up a meeting. So I'd love it if June quit this job and then cannot represent anyone. (laughs) Would be a great end. We have the charity auction. June's not there because this charity beer auction takes place at 11 (laughs) a.m. And I guess this meeting, which was five minutes long, is the same. Yeah, I thought, oh, the meeting ended quick. She's going to show up Mm -mm. at the No, she can't make it. No, well, because the only way to get through town is to get through that Christmas market. Yeah, and you have to try all the hot chocolates. You have to, to try. Get through. Oh, it is what a maze! It's yeah. exhausting. And then you wish s- there was a Christmas maze. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only there was a sign that said Christmas. Well, that's the problem: is a sign said Christmas maze this way, and she had to follow <laughs> it. Uh, but then Blake apologizes to his dad about going to San Diego. And guess what? The dad is happy and proud. And wants to hear Blake's yeah. ideas. And the dad and Blake look like they're going to kiss. Yeah. Uh, Daddy. Woo-hoo! Then another parent child. June tells her mom she quit. The mom is supportive. Just have them kiss. Why not? <laughs> uh, then there's a Christmas party at June's parents' house. June's wearing a sparkly dress. I thought this must be a New Year's Eve party. So we've skipped Christmas. No. Because... Well, first Blake arrives and he sort of rebuffed. He doesn't come up and say hello to June. Two random people come up and ask her to go to their like, go to our Christmas ribbon cutting ceremony. And she has to say yes to them. Uh, But then Blake learns through June's dad that June quit her job. So he goes over and he like saves her from saying yes to those Mm -hmm. people. And then like we learn that like a bell rings and we learn it's christmas eve so i guess she's it's oh, yeah. not a new year's dress they, one of them says like it's midnight yes what okay so this so we had a this morning we got up drank four <laughs> beers at a charity auction at no, 11 a.m and then at 11 p.m we go to this other party <laughs> <laughs> maybe they sleep i don't know i don't know it feels like this town is both nocturnal and like morning. It, yeah. No daytime activities. It's, it's it is very like dreamlike. I think yeah. in the way it just moves. Yeah. Along without any. I mean, it's also. I think we've encountered this in these other, in Christmas movies before. Of just like, no, we don't care about giving you any sense of 
the passage of time. Yeah. Well, it's like the like. What are you What are you gonna do if we give you with that information of how time is passing? You know, it's like how is it gonna help you? Viewer? Yes. You. It's not like well, you think this like is that real. Is, yeah, because it's like I remember reading a thing with I think like the Tootsie writer like talking about how he re- like someone saying like you wrote like the longest day in the world like realizing like oh no this day is so long but it's like. But if it makes sense and you feel it. But what's weird about this movie is that there's never the middle of the day. It's always just. Yeah, it always feels like morning or and, night. And it is so arbitrary. They don't have to say it's 11 a.m. They could just <laughs> they say could. it's later. Uh, so then Blake and her are outside. The wind is going <sighs> real loud whooshes. We got fake snow falling on the blankets. Um there's styrofoam fake snow and then there's also digital fake snow. So mm. we got you covered in all the kind of ways that yeah. are not snow, but are weird white stuff blowing around. Um, he tells her they both exchanged their good news. And he says that he read her post she did about how she quit her job and that it got 8K likes, which is pretty freaking good ratio considering she has 12K followers now. <laughs> So, like, two-thirds of all her followers are given that a like. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good ratios. Um, then a bell chimes. It's Christmas, baby. And you know what that means. It's Christmas. Christmas. Well, actually, the song that starts playing is a breathy woman singing, The first Yeah. Maybe well, they just thought that was the wind file. I thought, I thought it was a really weird choice because earlier in the movie, the mom says when they're talking about like how they embraced Christmas, they're very they're, she's very clear that it's not about the religion. Yes. And then this song is very much, you know, like uh, very specifically about Jesus. Yeah. You know, they're born is like the king of Israel. It's like this is. This is honestly, this is pretty technical for a Christmas song. We're not even just. Yeah. Well, I'm like, did they run out of all their royalty free Christmas oh, no. songs? And they're like, oh, no, the credits one. This is all we have left. Ah! Uh, so what do you how, what's your Santa rating for this one? I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. Because I'm like, I think like real real movie wise. This is I would say that of the ones we've watched, this would be the one i think that is is easiest to watch it's not the most fun to watch yes it was not it was like the only parts that were grading on like a technical filmmaking scale were the all the extreme close-ups like blake's dad was the only actor that was really like what the heck is going on um and sometimes the music the music just not working tonally yeah. and also sometimes sounding like it was like being played by a cell phone on set. <laughs> um, like it wasn't technically yeah. that bad and it also didn't have the horrible shallow depth of field that a lot of the like Hallmark yeah. movies are doing. But and it's like it's not that fun because it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> in enough and ways. I guess like there was enough chemistry between these leads I, in these i never quite believe there's any like romantic chemistry yes. but at least i feel a little bit like they were having fun. having a good time yeah i don't know it i think this one's pretty watchable it's pretty watchable but it's not i guess i give it yeah somewhere around like three santas like i wouldn't re-watch this no but if i had never seen it i wouldn't 
I would put it on with like a family could watch yes. this. A family could watch this where not everyone wants to make fun of yes. it. Like some people could be genuinely watching it. Some people are watching it ironically. You get the teens and you got the grandmas in there. <laughs> it's it's the two quadrant and movie. Yeah, actually, the grandma's the one making fun of it. The grandma's the one making fun. The teen's the one doing a Christmas wish. Falling in love. Mm-hmm. So what's your sequel prequel? Obviously, um. I got to see what happened in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I would watch a Christmas movie about this bakery. It seems like a good, <laughs> good small business for a Christmas movie. I, Maybe someone's trying to shut down the Christmas uh, okay. hot cocoa festival. Okay. Or this man Some sort who of bulldozer was bulldozer company. Is, okay. A bulldozer company. <laughs> well, the man who gave them the hot cocoa was like, "This is the Viennese uh, church style or something. Viennese court style." And I'm like, "Who is this weird hot I cocoa?" Said Vietnamese. Oh, I thought he was talking about Vienna. I don't know. Could I don't be know. We don't know. We don't, don't know. know. We never tried it, but let's hear I his know. story. Whoever uses rose water more, I guess, gets this recipe. <laughs> let's see him, like, you know, trying to get it and work his way up to the top of the hot cocoa mm-hmm. creators. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I got to go eat before improv. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess. That's a yabba dabba. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. We love you. Yay.